Ladies and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we are back and better than ever because we are one day closer to the NFL kickoff. We're just a couple <laughs> weeks away and it's going to be a glorious Thursday evening to watch some NFL football regular season. We're very close. I'm excited. Wes, how you doing? I'm great. Uh, as, as, some, as some of you know, I actually, so I live in Southern California, just dealt with uh, Hurricane Hillary, Tropical Storm Hillary, had a lot of rain, a little bit of flooding, not too bad. But uh, I do, I do want to ask the trollers if you could just more than ever. I mean, one for every episode, but just give us a like on this episode. Go to our social media and like the content we're about to post because not only did I go through a hurricane at the exact same time, there was an earthquake. So I went through a hurricane and I was still putting together Photoshop images for social media. So I really just appreciate if you could just go ahead and just like, comment, just literally going through two natural disasters at once for this episode. So thanks. Thanks, trollers. Appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> go through it. Go through it all. It. Yeah, we love the support. You How guys. are you? Listen, I'm good, man. I did not go through that. So but no grind never stops. I'd be lying if I said I haven't mock drafted in the shower before. So listen, we do everything for you guys. Who has grind it? never the grind? Yeah, exactly. Actually, true. If you haven't, get to it because it's like uh, it's like you know, Wes, you ever had a shower beer? Oh my gosh! I wish yes, dude. My girlfriend got me a shower oh beer little coaster. <laughs> I have to put it in. I have to put it in my shower. <laughs> but isn't this the best thing ever? I freaking That's love incredible. shower beers. It's, it's, yes. Have her, have her send over the Amazon link. Who knows? We'll link it in the description maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens here. <laughs> I definitely need one at least. Listen, shower beers are great, but shower mock drafts might be even better because, uh, you know. Just, Combination? Just, just what a combo That's there, yeah. We've got an awesome show for you guys today. We're going to talk about some preseason headlines that we are uh, we're intrigued by. And uh, we're either going to buy in or, I don't know, we'll see what happens. We're going to jump into that in just a little bit. It's going to be a fun time. While you're here, make sure you go subscribe, ring that bell. And while you're down there, make sure you're following us on all our social medias. We're going to be getting some content out for you guys. And uh, yeah, we have got a great episode for you guys. Before we jump into the news, just a word from our sponsor. The show is sponsored by FQ Media Group. FQ is a media production company specializing in podcast production that empowers others to share their voice with their audience. For more information, check out fqmediagroup.com. And now, Wes, lead us through the news because there's some things we got to know about. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the Indianapolis Colts because there's two big news. One, just a reminder, in case you missed it, the Colts announced that Anthony Richardson is officially the starting quarterback for them week one and on. He is going to be under center as soon as they kick off for their season, which obviously for both Noah and myself drastically changes who we draft from the Colts receiving roster. And especially as Noah, you mentioned once that quarterbacks that rush for 500 plus yards, their running backs don't do so well. And that's probably not going to be Jonathan Taylor. 
because he has officially been granted permission to seek a trade. And obviously, we will pay very close attention to where he goes. That will change so much for us. He's not in your top 10. He's not even your top 20, which is insane because of where he is with the Colts. He's still in my top 10, but where he goes might honestly change so much for us. So with that in mind, let's get through the rest of the news here. Brees Hall, uh, TMAs with Dalvin Cook was uh, officially off the pup list during the week. We'll see how that looks week one. Obviously, can't really figure out what that tandem's going to look like. The Patriots tight end, Mike Kosicki, suffered a dislocated shoulder in practice. He is questionable for week one. They still have Hunter Henry, who is considered the favorite target for Mac Jones, at least. So if he's available on your waiver wire, if you've already drafted, or if you're still waiting to draft and you want to stream someone for week one, Hunter Henry is a good option. Russell Gage, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver was carted off the practice field on Wednesday with a non-contact knee injury and will miss the entire season. Now, the research Noah and I have done here, we want to share the name Trey Palmer with you. If you're in a deep league, 12, 14 teams, dynasty even, if you're looking for the wide receiver three on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, keep in mind the name Trey Palmer. Good one to keep out for. Okay. Miles Sanders has been dealing with a groin injury for majority of this training camp and preseason. Frank Reich says the plan was to get him some preseason action, but because of that groin injury, they want to play it safe. Keep him off the field. He's probably not going to see any action until week one just to be safe. Nothing serious, but he's Noah's RB10, so obviously he's a very big deal in the potential community. Uh, Traylon Burks is uh, also injured. He was also carted off the field on Wednesday with an LCL sprain and he's likely out for a few weeks and is questionable for week one. For those that believe in Traylon Burks, don't. Okay, Ron Rivera officially confirmed that Sam Howell is the week one starter. You got to see his preseason game a little bit yesterday, doing pretty well. So keep that in mind if you're still a believer in in, um, Terry McLaurin or any of the other wide receivers, honestly. Just keep that in mind for rookies, first-year starters, yada, 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 yada. Okay, last couple bit of news here. Dolphins rookie running back Devon A. Chain suffered a really scary shoulder injury, was carted off the field. The texts that that I got from Noah were terrified. I was worried the season was over. It's not. He's avoided a serious shoulder injury. He's considered week to week. We'll see if that means his week one status is is in question, fins up. But right now, he's going to be okay. We'll still definitely play the season in early on. Aaron Rodgers will be starting in this last preseason game against the Giants for their final week if you want to see an Early action, early glimpse on Aaron Rodgers. Number five eight. plays, baby. Five plays. <laughs> the most important five plays. Yeah. I'm stoked yeah. for it. And the last piece of news here, this is very important actually. The Raiders are expressing optimism that Josh Jacobs will be with the team before week one. Okay. He has still yet to sign his franchise tag. He has still yet to even show up and fully participate in practice. If he holds out, changes so much for that offense and especially your draft. Keep that in mind, though, if you want to take that chance because they do really think he's going to be with the team this season. That's it for the news. Now let's jump into preseason and training camp headlines, the most interesting ones that Noah and I have for you. Take it away, my dude. 
Yeah, let's do it. So, we, like like Wes just said, we've each got three headlines. I'm going to pitch mine to Wes. He's going to pitch his to me. And then we're going to determine if we're buying in and if we're going to if we're going to buy that headline, read the article, or if we're just calling fake news. Because, uh, no, that ain't happening. And, uh, mm. listen, I'm going to start us off because I'm very excited to talk about my first headline. My first headline reads, Zay Flowers will emerge as the top Ravens wide receiver and finish as the best rookie wide receiver this year. What do you think, Wes? I'm buying in. Dude, I am buying too. Into I've gotten that. so – listen, I try to not buy in year after year on preseason training camp hype, but I cannot I know. stop watching these Zay Flowers camp highlights. And it's not just like the social media team is posting the, you know, the ones against the second stringers or he's doing real well and all this stuff. No, they had joint practices against the commanders. And he's burning dudes. He's sending guys out of the frame of the video. Like he is all over it. His touchdown in the preseason game last night, dude was wide open. And it was a bit of a it was a bit of a broken play. And you know, it wasn't Lamar Jackson, it was Josh Johnson playing there because Tyler Huntley's out with the injury. Josh Johnson was playing, but it was a bit of a broken play, and Johnson was just kind of on the run, and he was looking for somebody, and Zay Flowers finds himself wide open, and he just he makes a way, he gets open, and he shakes off a couple guys, gives a little hop step, breaks through a little arm tackle, and he's in the end zone, and dude, it is just, I'm buying in. I'm all in on Zay Flowers. I love it, dude. I'm, I'm so hyped about him. It's it's super easy to buy in when he is like a ninth, tenth round pick in the ADP yeah. rankings right now. But it's this was something that we talked about with what are we going to look for in preseason? What are we going to pay attention to with the Ravens wide receivers room? It's still Mark Andrews. Don't forget that. Mark Andrews is right. still the top dog. He is still the favorite option. But the thing that you and I are paying attention to is how good is Zay Flowers really? And what does it look like between Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr.? And OBJ is not really doing all that much. He is not yeah. standing out in training camp. He's doing fine. He'll do well if he plays the whole season. But Flowers is doing so well. So freaking well. And if if Jackson Smith and Jigba ended up on a different team, I would think he would be the number one rookie wide receiver Same. this season. But because of the situation for Flowers, and last thing to keep in mind here, because this will be huge. This will literally be historic for the for the last couple of years. Lamar Jackson has never produced a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. I think you and I are willing to take our shot, put our money on Zay Flowers as the first top 20 wide receiver for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I, I am. Yeah, I've got it. It's it's to me. It is talent and it's opportunity. Mar, like we said, Mark Andrews is going to be the top target for Lamar Jackson. Beyond that, the receiver room is open. It's open, and it seems like he is having the best camp out of all of them. couple reports here. From Peter King of NBC Sports, he traveled oh, yes. around and uh, he got to uh, he he went to five or six other he went to five training camps and and watched before he got to Baltimore. And he reported back and said the most impressive rookie I've seen in six camps is Zay Flowers. And unless he is literally interfered with, he has tremendous separation on every single cut that he makes. 
I'm just like, like, okay, so it's either a penalty or he's wide open. Like it's just it's the the, <laughs> the hype train is rolling here, and I'm so hyped on Zay Flowers. One last thing I'll say, because we've talked about him a little bit, we've roasted him a little bit. But offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, baby. I am buying in, not on the Zay Flowers <laughs> hype, but the Todd Munkin hype. And I'll tell you why, real quick, just a stat. In 2022, the Baltimore Ravens were dead last in three wide receiver set percentage. They ran the least amount of three wide receiver sets at just 7%. Dead last by, like, at least 10%. Just 7% of the time they ran three wide receiver sets. Now, Todd Munkin, who's been the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns, from 2016 to 2018, three wide receiver sets, 75.2% of the time in Tampa, and then 75.9% in Cleveland in 2019. The scheme is there, and I'm buying in on it. And not to mention... Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson been building that relationship up a little bit, and uh, listen, there's some reports that they're maybe going to Chipotle outside of training camp oh. together. So that best friend syndrome, that Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup eating oh, breakfast man. together, that's strong, baby. That's the most important thing I've said this entire time. The best friend syndrome's there, and I'm buying it. Oh yeah, Zay Flowers, if, top Ravens wide receiver. If Flowers. If Flowers is buying Jackson extra guac, then he's going to be oh, dude. in top 10. 100%. Top 10 if you buy an extra guac. No dude, chips doubt. And guac, they're like, oh, yeah, what size chips? And he's like, oh, the large one. Come on. yeah, what, Whatever on. my man wants. Yeah, come on. All right. I'll look for you that in the red zone it. every time. I love it so <laughs> That's much. Amazing. Zay Flowers is one of my favorite targets in drafts. I'm buying it, dude. I'm so hyped. Print that headline. I love it. My second headline I'm going to talk about here. Anthony Richardson will finish as a top 12 fantasy football quarterback this season. Wes, print it or fake news? (laughs) Okay. For the the sake of that exact headline, I'm not going to say top 12. I'm not going to say top 12. Sure. Okay. That is... That is because I'm. A, I, I can. We take each of our top tens. We have the exact same ten quarterbacks. The order is different, but I'm. I'm willing to say. Let me. I'm just trying to find my rankings. I, I'm willing to say. You Kirk probably Cousins, got Rodgers at eleven or twelve. Cousins at eleven or twelve. Something like that. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Maybe around I there. I think we'll do sure. better. Okay. I. But what I will say is I think there are going to be multiple weeks where Anthony Richardson is going to finish top 10 in a, in a week. I think that is totally possible. So you're going to fake be news top on the headline 10. then, huh? For top 12, for top 12 <laughs> on the season, yes, I am. Well, but, listen, but, here's the thing. But I, I, go ahead, go the ahead. The point that you're making, the point that you're making is he will actually still be good this season. He may not be right there, but I'm willing to bite the bait that he will have some sort of league-winning weeks, some game-winning weeks throughout the season because he's looked really good. But I'll leave the floor to you because you're presenting this to me as sure. why he's top 12. I'm, I'm, I'm buying in. And listen, top 12 doesn't mean 7 or 8. 
It means 12. I've got Anthony Richardson as my QB 12 right now. I've got him, I've got him there. Because here's the thing, ready? We all have seen the tape. We've seen a beautiful pass at Florida and then followed by like three really bad throws. And we're like, oh, man, that's not great. NFL level, going to be worked up, going to be trained better. It feels like he will progress. And listen, it's not always going to be pretty. There are going to be weeks that you are going to fully regret having Anthony Richardson in your lineup. It's not going to be great. (laughs) And passing isn't the strong suit, but barring injury, he will play 17 games this year. And Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts in their first year starting both needed to improve in the passing game. They were not excellent passers at that time. Lamar, still Jerry might be out a little bit, but they've each made a leap outside of that first year. But while they still need to improve as passers, they both finished inside the top 10 on a points-per-game basis in those years. I've got him at 12 because I'm buying it on the rookie hype. He's crazy athletic. He might be the second coming of Cam Newton. The rushing upside is astronomical. And as long as he stays healthy and plays 17 games, he will finish as a top 12 quarterback. I'm printing that headline, baby. (laughs) That's it's not ridiculous anymore. It's not ridiculous anymore to say Richardson just on the ground can do this. I think it's a stretch to say top 12, but if you're in a in a league with two quarterbacks on a starting team, then Anthony Richardson is a no-brainer to get. I I absolutely see Anthony Richardson putting up three touchdowns in a game. Ground and through the air. I I mean, yeah. that will happen. That will happen. I yep. like what you're saying. I I want to buy it. I can't say 12. Make the definitive but- statement. Yes. Yes, yes or no, Wes? Yes or no? Fake news or print that article? <sighs> okay, for top 12, fake news. All right. All right, there it is. We're split. Oh, I feel bad. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I love – no, I don't feel bad. I love – listen, I love – we also have the combine with Anthony Richardson, and we were like, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. This dude is insane. I want nothing more than to see him succeed. So I'm hoping I'm right on this. I'm hoping this is – Print that, baby. I love it. My third headline, and one I'm very excited about. James Cook is separating himself as the top Bills running back and will have a top 15 season in fantasy football. Fake news or printing that thing, baby? Top 15. Okay, I'm going to give you – I'm going to let you try to sell this to me because what I do believe is he is absolutely separating himself from any other running backs. I think it is clearly – he's clearly the RB1, and he has done impressive to show that he can be a three-down back and have potential. But I want you to sell to me that he is top 15 – because that, that is what I, I'm sure. pushing back on. Sure. And I totally understand that, and I get that. It is a bold claim because there has not been a Bills running back that I believe has finished even top 20 over the past three or four seasons. I believe since LaShawn McCoy was there was the last time they had a top 20 running back. But here's the thing. The reports out of camp are unbelievable about James Cook. He is fully 
just in the driver's seat of this running back room. I know we're worried about Damian Harris taking away red zone rushing opportunities. Listen, their first preseason game where they're inside the 10-yard line, and who's taking the snap at running back? It's James Cook, and he's taking a carry outside, and he scores a touchdown on it. It is like, whoa, that dude hit the tackle, and then he turned on the Jets and found the, found the corner of the end zone. He is getting so many ravishing reports out of camp. Listen, Joe – oh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Joe Buscaglia. Oh. Joe Buscaglia. <laughs> hey. Hey, Gabagool. Buscaglia. Uh, Joe Buscaglia uh, of The Athletic says that Dalvin Cook has separated himself as the top back, displaying excellent pass-catching skills and a knack for finding lanes even between the tackles. We're worried about him being just a, you know, a receiving back maybe or just a guy who bounces it outside. He is going through the line here on some dives, on some just some – he's finding the lanes he's getting through there. Another beat reporter out of Buffalo say James Cook and Stefan Diggs are the most dominant players at camp. Now, I don't know if we're talking same level of dominance here, but if you're getting mentioned in the same category as Stefan Diggs for the domination you're putting on display at training camp, I'm going to turn my head and I'm going to listen. And even head coach Sean McDermott, and you guys may say, head coach is never going to talk bad about one of his players. Listen, Sean McDermott has said that James Cook is opening eyes at training camp. They are seeing things they have not seen from him before. Tack on that last year, guys, he had 6.2 yards per touch, which was fourth best by a rookie over the last 10 years. The dude is wicked efficient. I'm a little worried about touches, but if he's running away with the top running back spot and you give him the ball 15 to 18 times a game, I think he can do wonderful things with it with his efficiency i love james cook this year man and it may just be because he was my week one risky start last season on opening kickoff and yep. sofi stadium rams versus bills it may just be for that and because he had a soft spot in my heart when he fumbled on his first carry yeah but I'm bought in on James Cook this year. I believe he will be a top 15 running back this year. He's going to break the mold, and I believe he will be, I'll say, it, a league winner for your fantasy football team. I pulled up my running back rankings, and I got to change Brees Hall because he can't be as high as he is now. And I don't believe, honestly, that Josh Jacobs is going to really play enough games, let alone maybe even play most most of the season. Print it. Print it, baby! Let's go! (laughs) Come on! Print that headline. I'm so hyped on James Cook. And one last thing, and I I forgot to even mention this. You and I have both recognized and talked about there is going to be a bit more conservative play calling in this offense. So maybe on second and five, you're not throwing the ball or having Josh Allen roll out with it. Maybe you're just doing a little toss play to James Cook and he just scampers into the end zone. I get so hyped thinking about James Cook, man. I've gotten so much higher on him over the last week or two. That over my mock drafts, I've just been like, okay, I can wait here and I can take this player here and I can be good here with this because James Cook is sitting there for me. Hopefully none of my league mates are listening to this, but uh, 
I'm hyped on James Cook. Yeah. Man. I'm so excited. Print it for both of us here on Fourth Control Fantasy. What changed it for me was looking at just the stats I have predicted for James Cook as I was pretty low in his PPR. But that has changed through training camp is that he is targeted by Josh Allen more and more. And Did you see the over that, the shoulder wheel route? I did. Dude, it's so <laughs> nice. Did. It's so That was like nice. 30 yards. I know. I yeah. was like, oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. So if I adjust that, I top 15, James Cook. Let's print it, baby. Print that's it, great. baby. Print it. Three headlines uh, out of the Noah Selby camp. And now let's jump in, Wes, because you've got some headlines for me. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about them. What's going on? Well, I'm going to talk about some of uh, training camp and preseason, kind of mix them together. So what I have been hearing out of Cleveland is that we've got a new Debo Samuel in the Ohio State Elijah Moore has been lining up as a running back and is going to be the best sleeper pick of this entire season. Oh, man, dude. I Here's the thing. I want to print it so bad because you know me. You mm-hmm. know I love a good value pick. And Elijah oh, yeah. Moore goes like post-11th round in fantasy drafts right now. It's like... All the reports are saying, like, hey, we're going to be here and we're, we're going to be a pass-heavier offense and all this stuff. And then everyone, just the fantasy community has just been like, okay, well, I guess it's just, just Amari Cooper then. And it's like, oh, do we do we understand that multiple wide receivers are on the field at the same time? <laughs> right. I, I did see him take some snaps at running back in some preseason games. <sighs> I want to, like, print half the headline because I'm a believer in some other late-round sleepers. But you know what? Print it. Print it. Because every time I get to that point in my mock drafts, I look and I go, man, should I have have drafted, you know, Deontay Johnson? Or should I waited here and and gone with Elijah Moore? Should I – like, what do I – like, I don't know. Should I have waited and – Taking a taking a better running back there, I don't know. Listen, print that headline because I I, I believe yeah. it, and you know I hate the name Debo Samuel with a passion, sure, but sure, but if it's Elijah Moore <laughs> that's going to be Debo Samuel, I I like it, dude. I'm going to print that headline. Yeah, it's it has been all camp long, all off season. He's been lining up as a wide receiver and a running back, taking handoffs, running routes from the running back position. And also being worked heavily in the red zone at both positions. He is a wide back for the Browns. And there will be many other wonderful sleeper picks for this season. But Elijah Moore is going to be the most interesting of them because of what Debo did back in 2019, 2018, whatever year that was. Yeah. I'm not going to push and say that Elijah Moore is top five, but I, I... think that Elijah Moore is going to be such an incredible value. Amari Cooper will still do fine. He's still the number one wide out. But when you have someone that can do all of this, yes. Print it, Elijah Moore, post-11th round, incredible value. That first headline, number two, 
This is so interesting to me because this is not really being reported or blasted out of New Orleans. But in digging through my own research, here's what I am starting to question. Is Chris Olave too expensive? Is he going to be a bust? Because it looks like Derek Carr really likes Michael Thomas instead. That's much fake news, dude. That's fake news. <laughs> Chris Olave is absolutely worth the price. And my, listen, and here's the thing. I believe, I'm saying that as a Michael Thomas believer. I am on record. I have Michael Thomas in my top 24 wide receivers this year. I think he bounces back and has a fantastic season. But I think the age and the injuries are going to take a toll. And I don't think he's going to be able to move the same way he previously has been able to. Listen, people call him slant boy. Maybe he'll still run some slants. Who knows? But I believe Chris Olave will separate himself in that wide receiver room as the unquestioned top wide receiver. We talk about Derek Carr's season with Devontae Adams last year and the amount of deep ball touchdowns that he threw to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams absolutely tormented the Denver Broncos last year. I there are so uh, You watch Devontae oh, yeah. Adams' highlights, and at least a quarter of them are, oh, wow, he is just, oh, there's no one near him. Oh, he is just, he yeah, nobody. Denver. Yeah, he hates Denver. He hates Denver, absolutely. And he is just, yep, nope, Patrick Dane can't even keep up. I believe Chris Olave is a fantastic deep ball threat, as well as I think he's a very good route runner as well. But in those two things combined, I think he is going to have the stronger connection with Derek Carr. All while Michael Thomas still has a very solid year. It won't surprise me if Michael Thomas goes for eight or 900 yards and, you know, six or seven touchdowns. Like that is not a surprising thing at all. This also could be due to my stock on Alvin Kamara is climbing a little bit. I know he's going to be out for three games, but reports I'm hearing there as well is that they are going to have him heavily involved as well. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to watch. I think Dennis Allen is still figuring out this whole head coaching thing, and he just wants something to work. So it's going to be fun <laughs> to watch. This this division is going to be atrocious. There's I think they're the best team in the division. I think this is going to be a fun offense to watch. I've got my chips all in on Chris Olave. I think he's worth the price. So I'm calling fake news here that Michael Thomas is a better connection with uh, with Derek Carr. I wasn't even 100% sold on this. I actually presented this to you to get some thoughts on this because sure. it's it felt like everything that I'm seeing out of New Orleans is that Derek Carr is spreading that ball around everywhere. And so mm -hmm. when I continue to see Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, I began to question, is Chris Olave a second round pick anymore? Is he worth that to me? Sure. I don't know how to phrase it. I could phrase it in two ways. Is Chris Olave, is, is Michael Thomas going to do as well as a second round wide receiver? Or is Chris Olave going to do as well as a, as an 11th round wide receiver? That's what came to mind. Based on their okay. ADP, that's what I that's started. That's a fantastic to... question. I don't. I don't actually know which way to phrase that, or, or which one is going to happen, or which one comes to be the reality. I mean, I think it's. I think about Derek. Listen, I think about Derek Carr, and how assuming Thomas year, doesn't get injured, right? How, how last year I think about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and. 
Devontae Adams is wide receiver three. And you go, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, it's Devontae Adams. But then you look at two years ago, and Derek Carr produces another top ten wide receiver, and you go, well, who's on that team at that point? And you go, oh, you know, the 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 bank teller, Hunter Renfro. That was who the wide receiver <laughs> ten was last year. Yeah, you know, deposit or, or cash out. Yeah, that's yeah. that, that Marvel guy. bystander. Yeah. yeah, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that dude was uh, was the top was the wide receiver ten two seasons ago, and then we look at what he's done with Darren Waller. He had incredible seasons with Darren Waller. So Derek Carr's top pass catcher is going to be very very good this year. My chips are on Chris Olave. In a, there is a reality where Michael Thomas is his top pass catcher. And then Michael Thomas yeah. may become the pick of the draft. If, if, that, if that becomes the case, if he emerges as his top guy and he stays healthy all year, we've seen Michael Thomas be absolutely elite before. So I guess it depends on if you're, if you're going to print it or fake news, if you, if, who you are calling your shot on as the Saints top pass catcher this year. Because I think Derek Carr is going to produce a top 12 to 15 receiver this year. Depends on who it is, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, last headline. Did you watch that Bears preseason game week one? <laughs> Saw Justin Fields' incredible stat line. Dude. It's like three bo- Box score watchers were frothing at the mouth with oh, that game. Dude. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. The DJ Moore thing, it wasn't a fluke. DJ Moore is going to be top 15 for the first time in his career. Oh, man. <laughs> you laugh at about? Uh, dude, because here's the thing. It's completely possible. Like, it is completely possible. I am going to call fake news on it because I've, I've been on record saying I don't see Justin Fields making the leap in the passing game that makes DJ Moore a top 15 wide receiver. If the playbook is reduced down to screen passes, <laughs> let her rip, baby. If DJ Moore, top three wide receiver, you know, that just it depends on what's going to happen. But I have been on record to say that I don't believe Justin Fields makes the leap as the passer. So I'm going to call fake news on this one. I don't think he's going to be that kind of dude. And I don't think DJ Moore cracks the top 15. Top 15. Top 15? Man, I, it's that's tough. I mean, oh, let, yeah. here. So let's do this. I'm thinking about my rankings right now. And who's around 15 for me? Wes, are you going to – you're on the clock. Top two guys available to you are DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley. Who are you drafting? Here's the amazing thing. Calvin Ridley is 14th on my rankings. DJ Moore is 15th. Dude, incredible. Wow. It's like the shower beer thing all over again. It's like the shower beer thing. It's like the shower. Everything comes back to the shower beer, you guys. If you haven't done <laughs> it and you're over the and you're over the age of 21. If you're over the age of 21, you have drink a shower responsibly. Beer. Yeah, have a yeah. shower beer because man, what a okay. That's but incredible, though. I had no clue that was right. Here's the work. thing, and let me go off of that, okay? Because I, I am buying fully into DJ Moore, and it was not wow. that preseason play. It is everything out of the Bears training camp has culminated 
to that play. That, for me, was total proof that they were never lying, that DJ Moore and Justin Fields have, have an incredible electric connection. So I am hooked on a feeling, Uga Chaka. I am sold <laughs> on DJ Moore. I Full transparency, because we're about to do our drafts, and we've also got our first ever fourth and troll fantasy league. Thank you, fans, for joining. We're excited to play with you. Let's go. It's going to sound ridiculous, but I want you to know how serious I am about DJ Moore. Fifth round. I've done mock drafts where I've taken DJ Moore in the fifth round. Okay. okay? Right now, he is a he is the top of the seventh round. I am reaching wow. a round ahead. That is how much I believe in him. Now, part of that wow. is because I absolutely hate everybody in the fifth round outside of Calvin Dude, me Ridley. Too. <laughs> so it's absolute garbage for me because I'm with you. TJ Hawkinson is too expensive. I'm not going to take I think him. The fifth round is so bad. It's the absolute worst of the season. I can't stand it. So for uh, me, I'm yeah. already reaching. I'm already reaching for people like Alexander Madison. I'm already considering like who do I need to get, you know? And again, that's also where my position is in in my mock draft where I am like if I'm if I'm in a different spot, that's all going to change, but I Right. But that's my point. Wow. I'm willing to t- I'm willing to reach on DJ Moore because I, I that was not just a fluke play. If I were to say Khalil Herbert, fake news. That was that was great. But I don't care how many second string defensive backs were out there. DJ Moore for me is DJ Moore to the moon. To the moon. Man, what a way to close it out. I love it. It feels like a full circle moment, Wes, because you have admittedly, and, and you've said in the past, you have not been a DJ Moore believer. You you have you have never right. you said you've always undervalued him. You've never given him really when you look at the stat lines among the seasons, the credit you think he, he should actually end up be get be receiving. I I love it. I love that this year you are like, you know what? This is the year that I write the ship because this is the oh, time yes. for DJ Moore to emerge and be that top fifteen guy. Listen. I'm calling fake news on it. Wes is printing it. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below because we talked about a lot of stuff here. What do you think? DJ Moore, top 15. Anthony Richardson, top 12. What do you think? Let us know. We are thrilled to be talking about this stuff for you guys, and we can't wait to see what's going to happen. We're one day closer, you guys. We are so close to the NFL season kickoff, and that means – we're one day closer to next episode of Fourth Control Fantasy. Tune in because next week's episode of Fourth Control Fantasy is our final mock draft of the season. Plus, some juicy uh, what ifs. We're going to talk about some what ifs on next week's episode with our mock draft. It's going to be a ton of fun. Lastly, before you leave, again, just make sure you subscribe, ring that bell, follow us on all our socials. We would love it. And we know Tony the Troll would too. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Tune in next Tuesday. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Fourth and Troll Fantasy is a production of Selby Artistic Workshop. Oh.